0: That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank
1: you. By Whole Foods Market. For more, wholefoodsmarket.com.
2: You're listening to the Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live to the cosmos from the backyard at Roberta's in Bushwick,
0: Brooklyn.
1: Boys, I'm mellow the honeydew. Yay! That cat is high. Look
2: Bobby that look Bobby in his eye. Oh, man, he's high. Bobby. Yes, higher Bobby. than a kite. Welcome back that to the Speakeasy. Bobby. I'm your host, Damon Bobby. Bolte. In the studio today, I've got my good buddy, Luke Carl. Luke, say hi. Hello! <laughs> Luke just put out a new book called The Drunk Diet, How I Lost 40 Pounds Wasted, and uh yeah, so let's talk about that today. What obviously uh a lot of people know you as uh the the dude from St. Jerome's. The, yeah, man. Yeah, definitely St. Jerome. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's actually part of the uh that's where the inspiration started for the the book.
1: Yeah, that's like the setting of the book. That's kind of where it ta- takes place throughout the the book is like one year of my life. And uh the the bar was I I managed the bar, beautiful dumpy, rock and roll <laughs> heaven, called St. Jerome, for about five, five six years, and uh, yeah, that's like the background of the book. And yes, it's really called The Drunk Diet. That's really the name of the book.
2: <laughs> awesome. Um, so, how long did it take you to write this book? Because, I mean, a lot of times people will take... seems like you you had the idea for a while, but you, you kind of knocked this one out pretty quickly, uh, as, would, far as, as far as 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 far like what I understand, but there's a lot of research as well that you had to do for this book.
1: The whole book took about three years from... Uh, from the time I started writing it to get it on, and then and then to put it on the shelf, mm-hmm. and then, uh, but the the writing process was like a year and a half, and then uh, I had to you know go find myself an agent, somebody to believe in me, and all this bullshit, and 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 you know, so the actual writing of it, sitting down, just typing uh, on my computer by myself in my home was about a year and a half, but from that very first word. That I typed to getting it on the shelf was about three years, almost three years exactly, which it cool. came out last month.
2: All right, dude. I've been reading it and uh, <laughs> I love it. It's hilarious. It's but it, it's 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 a really funny book, but there's a lot of very useful information in there as well. You know, like uh, you start talking about how you're uh, eating poorly. You know, late at night, like a lot of us bartenders do. Yeah, and uh, just drink it and smoking. Other things. <laughs> yeah,
1: I've always been a rock and roll hellraiser, you know, so like I've always uh, not really cared about like being healthy or like never even thought about it really. And then one day I just woke up and I was fat. And the, <laughs> I found this out because I saw a picture of myself and I was like, wow, man, I had no clue I got that fat, you know, because you just see yourself in the mirror every day. You don't even really realize it. And yeah. so then I went and looked for answers and all these experts just. Pissed me off. Basically, they said you can't, you can't do this. You can't drink. You can't eat hot dogs. You can't go to baseball games and be a, a regular person. And I was like, no, nah, that's not true. I'm going to do this my own yeah, way, I- and I'm going to have fun doing it, and I'm going to write it down. And that's how the whole thing started. And I, I called it the drunk diet just to piss them off even more.
2: <laughs> and in the book, it talks about you know like the South Beach diet, the, yeah. the carb diet. And that's- these are
1: the ones that were making me upset at the time, you know, because I went looking for answers from these people to like inspire me, and all they did was make me even more upset. So. <laughs> Uh, th- then it was like a Bolt the Lightning said, "You know what, dude? Screw these people. Write your own book." And and I my main goal with the book was to definitely absolutely make it funny. You know, mm-hmm. it's definitely not it's not a diet book. It's just like it's, I I kind of consider it more like kind of like watching like Rocky one, like the first Rocky movie <laughs> when he was smoking and drinking, and Mickey was like, "You got to give that shit up," you know and. And now I'm a crazy psycho marathon runner guy, you know. But, uh, yeah, so it's like the anti-diet book. So that was the whole point. Is it ex- I just didn't want, I didn't want to be told what to do. And I just wanted to tell people, hey, man, you can do this and have fun while you're doing it. And uh, that's exactly what I did because that's the way I live my life, have fun all the time. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Yeah, man. Uh, so uh, wh- you said you uh, started running marathons. Uh, when, when, when did you decide to start doing that? Because that's like... I, I don't know, man. Like, I, I smoke and drink a lot, and I would never yeah. – I, I, I might cut some stuff out of my I diet. still
1: drink a lot, and uh, the book is not about that anyway. I mean, yeah. uh, it's not the, – the book is definitely not about, hey, you should run a marathon. It's nothing like that at all. That word itself is even, like, kind of intimidating, right. you know, but I just kind of started running to uh, burn calories, you know, because it was just, like, the obvious thing to do, and – um and then I just got more into it and more into it and more into it. And then I just, eventually I signed up for my first race, you know, which the, even the word race is so intimidating. I did like a eight, an 8K, which is five miles basically. And uh, it was... Uh, Thanksgiving morning in Jersey and it was like a race oh my god it's so intimidating and and then it just built from there and built from there and then actually one of the one of the bartenders at St. Jerome my my bar uh he was also a runner and he heard from one of the other guys that I was a runner and uh, and it, it just kind of came up one day and I and I asked him you know we got to talking and he said he'd run two marathons and then at that point it was like wow a marathon is such a weird word you know and you hear what you don't even know what it means really but then when you're in the same room with somebody that's done it, it it instantly becomes infinitely more tangible so then i was like wow if this guy can do it and he's drinking in a bar maybe that's something that uh, it wasn't like i want to run a marathon that was never something yeah. that crossed my mind ever it just was like it, i was more interested in chicks and booze and cigarettes you know <laughs> but then when i met this guy i was like wait a minute holy shit you know and and there's honestly there's nothing more rock and roll than like going out there and and Busting your ass for four hours, you know, yeah. is running straight. Cause that's what rock and roll is all about. Excess. It's all about excess. And that's why I think I relate to running so much, is because it's like, uh, I just, I've, I don't know, it's more, 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 more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So that's my story about the marathons. And in three weeks, I'm running my fifth marathon, the Jersey Marathon. Holy shit. The, 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 the Jersey Shore. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So looking forward to that. Down at the Stone, I'll be at the. Uh, my hotel's right next to the Stone Ponies. So. Oh, killer. Yeah.
2: That's badass. Riding my
1: bike down there, that'll be great.
2: Yeah, totally. Mm. Um, Actually, riding bikes as well is like, it's an awesome, even like motorcycles, it, you know, for a long trip, man, you're, it is kind of a workout. Yeah, know? totally.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I ride my bike too. I ride cycle every now and then. I do like the AIDS ride every year, but uh, yeah, I ride my Harley everywhere, man. <laughs> rock and rollers don't belong on the subway. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to tell you how I got here. <laughs> Well, shit. Well, I just put a sissy bar on my bike if you want to ride home. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about that later.
2: <laughs> so um, so you've been on a book tour now lately yep. for, for the book. Where have you been? What have you uh, gotten to do?
1: I went out to uh, L.A. was the first stop, and, and that kind of... Was not busy at all. It was hard, It was like impossible to get people there. I mean, book tours are weird, you know. And I found this out the hard way. I was lucky enough that my publisher sent me on the tour and everything. But it's kind of like if you think about it, like you know, you do you read books? Yeah, you read yeah. books. But do you go to book signings? No. You know, I mean, unless it's like Ozzy, you know what yeah. I mean. <laughs> so it was like, but like L. A. was ridiculously tough, and then. I went down to Texas, and Austin was awesome, and I got wasted and had a great time with everybody down there, and uh, I went to Dallas, and that was awesome, and then I went to my hometown, and it was like, I'm from Omaha, Nebraska, you know, small town, and and it was nuts. Like the, the, the nightly news was there, like just like, you know, the local news or whatever. And, and it was like 100 people there. And it was like, hometown boy makes good and shit. And so that was awesome. It was like really nice to come home and, and show my parents that I did something with my life, <laughs> even though I was making way more money when I was bartending. But that's another story. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> they, yeah. I know of a lot of people they tend to go back to it (laughs) i'm telling you man
1: it's yeah it's it's a difficult business to be in especially if you want to be in shape but yeah Yeah. the money's good so
2: and there's a and you know even other things about uh you know running and working in a bar it's like i don't really exercise i i I ride my bike around you know i feel like that's my my best exercise enough but then you know like going up and down the stairs and throwing kegs around oh yeah and shaking drinks you know
1: Absolutely. It's a definitely workout. a huge workout, uh, bartending. Yeah, for sure. You know, yeah, lifting all those cases all night, every night, and dealing with drunk people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a workout, for sure. Yeah. So,
2: um, I think we're about at the point of the show where we can take a break, and then when we get back, tell us. I want to hear about Sage Rome's and some of the other stuff you got going on. All on right.
1: Wednesday. Yeah, absolutely.
2: All right, cool, man. Cool. We'll be right back with Luke Carl on the Speakeasy. At Whole Foods Market, we review each
0: and every product that hits our shelves. Our cleaning products are no exception. Our EcoScale ranking system rates each household cleaner so you know what you're getting. Now,
2: during Earth Month and any time of the year, learn more at WholeFoodsMarket.com. And we're back. You're listening to The Speakeasy. We've got Luke Carl, author yeah. of the new book, The Drunk Diet. Just came out about a month ago, right?
1: Yeah, little, yep, just about a month.
2: Cool. he's been out promoting the book, throwing some parties. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's what I do.
2: That's what you do. Yeah. So, yeah, all this was born out of, uh, inspired by some bad, bad late night habits from working in uh, some rock and roll places, uh, specifically St. Jerome. Yep. Tell us about Saint Jerome, man.
1: Well, actually, what happened was, is when I moved here, I uh, eventually got myself a job in the Lower East Side selling tacos and s- slinging beers at this place called San Loco, and then uh, I-, I worked my way up <laughs> in the world of bartending from there. And I eventually, I got my job. I got a I, I got a job at this place called Welcome to the Johnsons, which is like this oh yeah, world famous bar in the Lower East Plastic Side. Plastic and- on the couches. Oh yeah,
2: awesome.
1: And then uh, I was working there for a while and. Doing like happy hour and shit, and then uh, and then and then the big, the boss one day just called me up and she said, "Hey, I opened a new place and I want you to come run it." Basically, make a long story short, she just gave me the keys and said, "Go," you know, because I'd already been working for her and she, she, you know, we had a pretty decent relationship and everything. So uh, that's how the whole thing started. And then I just started throwing parties with friends of mine, and and uh, we built this. Little teeny tiny piece of real estate into this amazing like rock and roll church where you just go and learn. You know, like I always made sure that DJs were playing cool stuff that you could learn from. You know, because yeah. rock and roll has always been such a big part of my life. I found that in the in a venu- in that venue, I could I could convey the spirit of rock and roll to people more than I could personally. Than than being on stage because for whatever reason and being in bands maybe I just was never very good at it I don't know but uh, I found that holy shit you know these people are coming and, and they they want to know what's the next song it's like back when radio used to be you know prevalent in the rock and roll world right. so that's the way the kind of the, the whole place was born just by me being obsessed with rock and roll and what's you know what's uh, what's going to be the next thing and like the, what's you know cool like wear cool shit and like inspire people to wear cool shit and uh, and that's how the whole thing started and and yeah we just started throwing crazy parties there and then i threw this i threw this party called world famous tribute to hair metal and i would tape i would duct tape uh, bottles of Aquanet to the front of the bar cuz there was always a line and people would be doing their hair on the way in and shit you know so it's it hilarious. Yeah, it's hysterical. And then, then now I'm on Sirius XM on the radio five, 7 nights a week we don't we don't have to get into that but
2: No, it's you have a show uh, called Hair Nation.
1: Yeah, I'm on uh, I'm on a station called Hair Nation 5 nights a week uh on on Sirius XM channel 39 and then I'm also on Ozzy Osbourne he has his own channel. Great. And I'm on his channel so I'm uh, I'm I can't believe every time this comes out of my mouth, I still have to pinch myself. I'm Ozzy Osbourne's weekend DJ. It's so cool, you know. So, uh, and I'm still in the bar business. I had I got out of Saint Jerome when I when I got the the book deal, just because I kind of wanted to, not not because I could afford it at all. Yeah. I don't <laughs> get the impression that you should write a book and you'll get rich because it's not going to happen. But you know, if I you know, it's something you believe in, absolutely. But uh, uh, so I got out of the bar when I got the book deal. But now I, I throw parties and shit, and I'll be at Saint Jerome next Wednesday. I'm throwing a party there, and uh, I'm, I'm gonna do one of these booze cruises in the summertime. Oh yeah, yeah, dude, we're gonna we're gonna rent that whole boat out and and go out on the ocean and just party our asses off on the boat and dance, our, you know, like 1987 prom music. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's <laughs> gonna be cool. So, so
2: that's awesome. Actually, you uh you hosted one of the the uh, parties that our band played at uh, Gramercy Theater. That was, yeah. a, it was an awesome night.
1: Oh, man, I don't remember much of it, but yeah. That was yeah,
2: a... I remember uh, somehow we got into the, the liquor room and we had yeah. probably about 10 cases of beer before we, we even went on stage.
1: I uh, know, I showed up late and these guys were in there and there was already two empty cases in the trash can. <laughs> I'm like, holy shit, these guys don't mess around. That's right. And that's when I knew we would be friends. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, man. Cool, man. And wait, so like... Getting back a little bit to the book too, um, you actually have uh, the websites the dot com, yeah, well, and that's like your uh, kind of blog. You got your Twitter and uh, exactly a of feed on there.
1: Well, what happened was is uh, that that whole thing happened because I, I, I this chick came into my bar and she used to date a friend of mine, and, and this is back when I was trying to get the book deal, and you know, like the birth of the whole putting it on the shelf and and this chick her name was Nikki and I knew she worked in the book business I knew she was like some sort of agent or something I didn't really know what that meant but I, I sat her down she was at my bar and I was like hey uh you know I'm working on this book you know and I got kind of like the the eye roll you know like because she yeah. gets it all the time you know it's like oh hey I was wondering if I could play drums in your band like whatever <laughs> you know but uh so I sat her down and I was like, I was working. On, I'm like, I'm working on this book, and she's like, well, "Tell me about it." And I told her, and I said, "It's nonfiction about my life, you know, like this rocky story about how I just, you know, got in shape, and I still party all the time, have a good time." And she, she's like, "Well, okay. First of all, you're never gonna be able to sell nonfiction ever." <laughs> and I was like, "Well." okay, well, tell me more. Tell me more. So I just picked her brain and it turns out she was like an agent. And, and then make, uh, so at some point in the conversation, she says to me, she says, you need a blog. You need to make yourself yeah. important to the point where, uh, uh, a, a, a publisher is going to notice you, you know? You, and, I, and I really, I literally said, what the heck is a blog? <laughs> Had no clue. You know what I mean? I've heard the word before. The word itself is so pretentious. And, uh, The next day I went out and I bought drunkdiet.com. So actually the the website came after I wrote the book or after, you know, about three quarters of the way through the book. And what happened was I I built uh, this website and then uh, it started out as excerpts from the book, like stuff that uh, I had written that I didn't quite like in the book itself. So they kind of made their way onto my desktop as like. Extras or whatever, you know, like, uh, uh, you know, this didn't work, but we're still keeping it because it's kind of interesting. So those were the original blogs, quote unquote. I still hate that word. But uh, (laughs) uh, and then I just started. I just I would wake up every day and just write my insanity on my website. And I just and and then I tied it into Twitter and I just shut myself down everybody's throat every single day. And the Twitter thing. At some point, I realized that uh, Twitter allows you to follow 1000 people per day maximum. So that was my new goal. Whoa. Every day, still, I literally, every day I follow 1,000 people. Like, I'll go, to, uh, I'll go to the runner's world Twitter. And I'll go to their followers and I'll just follow all their followers until I can't follow anymore. And that's how I built up my Twitter. And now I have hundred uh, just under 110,000 followers. And just just from shoving myself down people's throats, literally, like, okay, if you don't pay attention to me, I'm going to come back until you do pay attention to me. So the, the point of the following those people was hoping that they would follow me back. Yeah, You know, so and then every day I'm posting on the website of uh, just my stupid crap. Like I went for a run today, you know, but I tried to make it funnier, you know, and, and that's how the whole website started and make make a long story long. Uh, it's been uh, June. This coming June will be two years and I've had two million hits on my website and I did it all myself. No, no bullshit. No advertising or anything like that. And I and I still give everything away on my website. Everything is free. I don't sell anything on my website. You can get T-shirts I'm, I was wearing one earlier, but no, I went to spin class and it got all sweaty. But, uh, yeah, so everything on my website is free. You know, I'm just talking about uh, – the fact that anybody is remotely interested in hearing me talk about myself is like a <laughs> dream come true. So please feel free to have it for free on my website, DrunkDiet.com, every morning. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> so that's, that's how I did it.
2: Awesome, man. Yeah. And, dude, I mean, like, how's how's the uh, response been to the book? Because, like, you know, when we did the uh, the show in December – uh it was definitely it was like on the flyer, you know, in the uh in the emails and stuff and like I like I like the idea of like actually doing like that kind of cross promotional thing for your parties and then having like, Oh dude, you're all drinking. Maybe you could benefit from reading this book. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, I needed a product. When I when I basically what when I, got out, when I decided I didn't want to play rock and roll anymore, it wasn't because I didn't want to be in the rock and roll business. I just wasn't making a living out of it. So I said, okay, what do I do now? And then I, that's when the bar thing happened. I kind of stopped playing rock and roll as much. And then I opened the bar, but it was still my rock and roll life. It just wasn't on stage anymore. And then, and then I move forward, and then I get the serious gig, and then the book comes out. So I have all these avenues where I'm selling myself as like a rock and roll figure, Without being in a band, the New York Times recently called me the future of rock and roll and, and uh, i like to think of myself as like rock and roll Jesus and not not, <laughs> not to sound like egotistical or anything, but you know what i mean there 's like there 's so many Uh, Amazing records that are already out there. It's like, I don't feel like I need to write another record. I should be preaching the gospel that is already written to the younger generations. It's like, okay, you know, just because your uncle listened to the Rolling Stones, or now we're getting to the point where it's like, just because your grandfather listened to the Rolling Stones doesn't mean you can't like the Rolling Stones. When we were kids, you know, when I was a kid, I grew up and it was like Nirvana and that shit sucked. But like, my older (laughs) brother was a Guns N' Roses fan, so he would give me shit. Like, you can't be a Guns N' Roses fan. They're my band. You go listen to that new crap. But we're to the point where it doesn't, that doesn't matter anymore. You know, we're to the top of the mountain. And, and nobody would say, oh, you can't like Mozart because you're a Bach fan. You know what I mean? Because yeah. we we're talking centuries old. And now we're getting to that point where in rock and roll, it's where it's a similar thing. You know, rock and roll is like 30, 40 years dead now. I hate to say that, but it's true if you really think about it. Yeah. So I'm preaching the gospel of all this shit, and it's okay to be a, a, a Guns N' Roses fan and a Billy Joel fan, but back in the 70s and the 80s, those guys would have tried to, you know, they wouldn't have liked each other, yeah. you know, but now yeah. it's a whole other thing, so, like, that's my, yeah, I don't even know what the question was, but I just went, <laughs> off, went off on the rock and roll tangent, man. No, man. dude,
2: speaking of that, you know, um, I've done a couple of shows on, uh, on this show uh, called The Bartender's Playlist, so they're all, you know, like, it's okay. all drinking songs. Yeah. And I, it seems like you know a lot of drinking songs that would be appropriate for those. So next time I do one of those, you're going to have to come on and be I my would guest love DJ. To.
1: I'd love to, love to, love to. Absolutely. And
2: we'll just drink Budweiser and play country music and rock and roll. That sounds
1: good to me, man. That's pretty much all I do all the time. That's, yeah.
2: You don't need to be in a radio studio <laughs> to do that. Cool, man. Well, the book is The Drunk Diet. It's out now. Pick it up; it is hilarious, and you can get it on
1: Amazon.com actually for ten dollars off the cover oh, price. Cool. So if you get it on the website, they'll deliver it right to your house, and it's ten bucks cheaper.
2: It's actually inspired a couple of my buddies, uh, especially uh, one of my buddies just left this morning to go camping and hiking because of this book. And uh, awesome. yeah, awesome. totally, man. That's what um, it's all about. There's a lot of really great information in here. It's funny. It's a really like. It's actually a quick read just because it's so entertaining, and I, I've been digging it, and I'm glad that it's... I actually have an advanced copy at home. <laughs> it's yeah. a paperback, so... Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad you brought in the hardback today. Yeah, right?
1: yeah. That's yours. You get to keep cool.
2: it. Cool. Thanks, man. You have to sign it after the show.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, my pleasure.
2: So yeah, check out the website, drunkdiet.com. Also, check them out on uh, Hair Nation.
1: Yeah, XM Weeknights on Channel 39, uh, Hair Nation, and, and weekend nights on Ozzy's Boneyard. Nice. Yeah.
2: And you're going to be, you said you're going to have a party at St. Jerome's.
1: On the 18th at St. Jerome's, Wednesday night. And it's the after party for the Guilty Pleasures. And they're playing at, at Ballery Electric tonight. So, tonight. And, tonight. I'm going to that. And then next I'm there week, too. I'm DJing the after party at St. Jerome's. And that's a hell of a good time. Those guys are playing some cool shit. Yes. Having a good time. Absolutely, man. Yeah.
2: There'll be a lot of. There'll be a lot of drinking.
1: Yeah. Going on. A lot of girls. <laughs> a lot of drinking. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Hell yeah, man. Well, thanks again for coming on the show, Luke. My pleasure. It's about damn time. I know. <laughs> All right. Till next week, we'll see you. This is the speakeasy. I'm Damon. Cheers. Look in his
1: Oh, man, he's high. Yes,